Hi, and welcome to High Trek. I'm Riley. And I'm Bailnorn. Also known as Beagle. So we, uh, step one, get high. That's done. <laughs> yep. And step two, we watch Star Trek, The Next Generation. We are watching episode by episode. We are on season one, episode 25, The Neutral Zone. And... It is really fun because we are at the end of season one of my first watch of Star Trek The Next Generation. It's pretty great. I'm excited. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! It's it! Is it? Well, for the season. Uh, Of Star Trek. We still have one more episode of High Trek after this. For this season. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! No, no. We're going to do some in between the season stuff. So we're going to watch. What what are we doing? We're doing like a, a top, top five, bottom five. Yeah, I think the, that was the number was five and five. Top five, bottom five of, of season one of top five episodes, least favorite episodes. Top hit, the last episode's gonna feature on one of those lists. For each of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we're gonna watch the first Star Trek movie. We are. The motion yeah, picture. The movie. The moving picture. Yeah, that's, I think the, literally movie or uh, motion picture is in the title. I think there's the Star that. Trek the motion picture. Yeah, that's the actual title. Star Trek the motion picture. Yeah, it's ridiculous, that's isn't a, it? That's amazing. Yeah, that's so good. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I am dreading it, but we'll, but I'll like, do it. I I come from like the comedy that I grew up watching was like British comedy and uh, mystery theater, uh, mystery science theater three thousand. And so, like, riffing on a bad movie, a bad sci-fi movie, is, like, that's that's my favorite. I'm sure that's what we'll be doing for most of it. Yeah, so. so that's going to be good content. <laughs> so, in season two, we're going to switch over to video recording. We're still going to be available through our podcast, but we're also going to be on YouTube on video. So, yeah, subscribe, like, share. All those things. We appreciate it. Do a dance. Love yourself. Give your hug to a friend. Those are all nice things. Tip your drivers. So anyway, the Nietzsche Zone. I the only thing I know about this episode is that it's the f- season finale. Um, unfortunately, things happen a lot when people return from conferences, and so this doesn't stand out in my mind. No, that's fair, and really, uh, despite being in my top ten, it's not a standout episode for any. Any reason other than if you like lore bits and you th- oh I don't and you like uh, thinking about the future and I mean I, it's I like, do that I I do that a lot actually yeah and and this you'll see comparisons between the 20th century and the 24th century and what's different and we currently live in the 21st century so they're talking about like the 90s late 20- yeah yeah late 20th century yeah so technically our past. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all the timeline now. technically our past. <laughs> At one, no, when this show was released, they were talking about our future. Yeah, but not, yeah. But now it is our past. Yeah, and it was the their age. past. And yeah. so at all times in that storyline, it was someone's past. Except so for- it is now all of ours past. Correct. Yeah. So, okay. So here's the thing. I've never seen Star Trek before. So this is the end of the first season of Star Trek. It's a big thing. Yeah. Kind of. This season wasn't great. I mean, it was fine. I think I liked it better than I liked Buffy. Is that over yet? This season? Yeah, we still have to watch the episode. Oh, okay. Well, I'll stop saying stuff about it then. You say things. About the episode? About, yeah. As I was saying, you'll be, there's a comparison here. There's also humor and there's just... But it's also like the big introduction to a bad guy. That's not talked about in the introduction here but it's the neutral zone is a big keyword for like star trek lore okay and it's where the romulans chill isn't it yeah yeah i know that this is the first time it's been introduced oh i'm not supposed to know about the romulans you do because of your um because of the because of just the general existence existence of of so of consciousness yeah the so, collective unconscious if you will also that podcast you used to listen to me oh yeah it was called the the greatest generation it was pretty great i liked mm-hmm. it a lot you should listen to it pretty good it's funny they go over so the star trek 
episodes. Oh, yeah, they do what we do. We, we ate, totally ate them. Or we're, you know, like, we watched an episode. But, like, that's, like, a general podcast. Like, like... Right, but it's part of the broad knowledge of Star Trek that you actually do ah, know. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Is there, and, is there anything you would like to discuss before we watch the episode? Uh, I do want to... We are going to talk about, at the end of the episode, which episode felt like a better season ender. Conspiracy... The last episode or neutral zone this episode yeah i guess that that is the big discussion point for the end of the episode yep and hopefully you'll enjoy it and get some fun out of it i think it's a light-hearted episode i think the b plot is is more fun than a lot of the b plots usually are uh-huh. so hopefully you will enjoy it as well um like here's the thing is i'm not really looking forward to it because it doesn't seem very exciting but like i'm not dreading it yeah. We'll, we'll see. We've been surprised before. Why don't you guys catch us on the flip side and find out? So what that means... Oh, shit. We haven't said anything about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We watched the show. So we watched the show. So, oh, my God. So we're going to watch the episode The Neutral Zone. Uh, and then we're going to pause halfway through at, uh, what, 2020-something-something? 20, 2050. 2050. 2050. We're going to pause the episode and we're going to come back and we're going to chat about what we just saw. And then we're going to finish the episode and we're going to chat about what we saw. And uh, feel free to watch it with us. It is what I would recommend if you have the time and the inclination. You know, it's not a bad thing. Like, you know, you got a 15-minute break, hang out, watch a segment, listen to us, then, you know, continue. Star Trek uh, is an older show, so it looks great on a phone. If you have the data to stream. That is true. It's not too bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll meet you on the flip side. See you after the warp. Welcome back. I love this episode. I am so happy that you said that. This episode is so cute. It is just the cutest little episode. Personally, hot take. Midway break, hot take. So good. I love it so much. It's so cute. Okay. So it has it's a really, really good season finale actually. Yeah, actually I got some <laughs> ideas about how I could see it being a season finale. Because like what it does is it, it relates it back to the audience that it's being recorded for. It relates it back to to us and where we are and how we relate to the timeline of the show and it builds this amazing affinity between us, the audience and the show. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. And it also gives a recap of kind of what's going on in the world. Yeah, it's really neat. It's a really nice moment. Um, so we start on the bridge with Riker. Oh, we have a first mate, first mate log. Yep. So we have a first mate log and Riker is on the bridge talking to Data and Jordy. I'm drawing a blank. I'm no hey. help. Hey, we just watched the beginning of the episode. Were you there? Did we watch the same thing? I don't know. As soon as you describe it, I'll let you know. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> Ouch! And <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> um, anyway, uh, they're waiting for Picard to get done with some fucking meeting or some shit. And yeah. Riker and people on the bridge are talking, and they're like, "Oh shit." That that's a fucking old old ass satellite. What kind of fucking satellite is that? I don't know, some fucking old twentieth century Earth satellite. Just some fucking space junk. And they're like, shit, some fucking space junk from the twentieth century. And like, yeah, just just let it just go fly and die into the space junk heap in the sky. As it is natural for it to do. And uh, then Data's like, oh my god, twentieth century space junk. I love 20th century space junk. That's so cool. Hey, buddy. Buddy, can we get it? Please. Please. That, but without the emotion, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought that was a perfect description. Scene by scene recreation. If you're Data, (laughs) maybe, because that's you. Scene by scene recreation. It's pretty good. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed that. It was wonderful. Uh, <laughs> and so 
Data, Worf, and uh, Riker go up to the the pod, or is it just Data and Worf? Just Data and Worf. Data and Worf get beamed up to the pod, and they're like checking it out, and oh shit, they're fucking humans on this goddamn pod. Yeah. Uh, do, can I interject about something that uh, we both snickered about? What? The door. Worf walks into the, the, the door because doors don't have handles. Doors are open. <laughs> so they beam on, so they beam on to this twentieth century space vessel, which uh, is like what what nineteen nineties nineteen ninety something? Yeah, nineteen ninety three. It had to be in nineteen nineties. This episode aired in like eighty seven, I think. But yeah, that would be the nineties. Yeah, so the 90s. So this is a 90s space vessel, or what the 90s thought the future would look like in a space vessel. Or yes. Like, what? what is the what is the supposed to... What is the carbon-dated year of the space vessel? They don't specifically say, they just say late 90th century. Okay. Or 20th century, So sorry. could you give me a rounded year of what... I always be? thought in the late 90s. So 1996. Yeah. Sure. Is an estimate fake year, perhaps. Perhaps yes. Perhaps, thank you. If you will, perhaps with me a bit longer. Perhaps I will. (laughs) You're welcome. So Worf's on this starship made in 1993, and he he goes up to the door and it doesn't open. He's like, oh shit. It must be broken. This door just doesn't pop open when you walk up to it. Oh, I'm going to rip it off his hinges. And Dana's like, Worf, you're a fucking idiot. Don't you see that goddamn door handle? You know, fucking pop that shit open. Worf never even read a 1993 book series where they uh, talk about the quaint existence of door handles and there's like phrases about doorknobs and things and it's so weird and quaint. I had to learn about door handles when I was reading those quaint 20th century novels. I'm glad you bring it up that way because (laughs) I'm not sure if you remember because this has been a long series of recordings Uh, Mm -hmm. this has actually been an issue where we talked about doors and yes security yes, and stuff like that it is because it reinforces what we <laughs> agreed about yeah upon. yeah no all the time because like because i'm like oh why don't they just shut down the doors and then yeah yeah this is probably an episode that i thought of back then and just couldn't tell you about ah i remember things to support arguments it's fun i'm excited people you can't see it but i am but it didn't help me back then I know what's happening now. It's very difficult to expect a person to sit through an episode by episode recounting of a TV show to have a shared language, but here we are. Delayed gratification is all right in my book sometimes. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Not all the time. Thumbs up. All right, then. Then. I have that, oh my god, where Worf can't figure out doors. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Worf can't figure out doors. And then uh, then they beam them, and then I'm like, beam them with the fucking med bay! Beam them with the fucking med bay! That's my first move! And they're just like, oh shit, what do we do? I'm like, beam them with the med bay. Well, they have to get clarification. It's still a command structure. Yeah, so they're like, Captain, we found some humans here humans what do you mean like are they dead are they alive unknown what do you mean unknown unknown yeah and plus i'm sorry what do you what the fuck do you mean by unknown i do not know if they're alive or dead that seems suspicious that's why i want to put them up to med bay he did say they were frozen they're frozen yep and it was a rush decision it was a sad decision they had to go 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 so I went playing out in the yard and I found some frozen cavemen from the 20th century. What's up? Can I take them to home? Can we keep them? Can we keep them? Can we keep them? Peace, 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 peace. If you don't, it might be murder. Again, if you were data. <laughs> but yeah. 
His like his pray he <laughs> I'll give you that he was insistent and he was like we need to take them. He didn't say we are taking them. He let Commander Riker make the decision, but he strongly urged let's take these back with us. If we don't take these humans, they, they could die or be Yeah. So that happened. So they pick him up and then Picard comes on board and he's like, we have coordinates. <laughs> I think I was trying to say Picard and coordinates at the same time. Hey, shit happens, you know. coordinates. We have coordinates over P-coordinates. here. That's so catchy. we have coordinates over here and I want to go warp eight, warp eight, kicking up the fucking NOS. We're going. And then it's like warp eight to this, to this, to the neutral zone. They're like the neutral zone, the neutral zone, the neutral zone. We're going to the neutral zone to the Romulan lands. They were dropping some fucking names in the lore. To the Romulan. Dun, dun, dun. Bum, bum, bum. And then they're like, oh, are there Romulans in the area? I don't know. Do Romulans live in Romulan land? <laughs> Do Romulans live in Romulan land? Hey, it's the edge of Romulan land. They live in, they're, are there going to be people in this inhabited desert jungle? Well, you know, like, there's always like the chance that you might run into people on a planet because that's kind of how humans do but like we haven't looked that hard i i think they'd scan the planet before <laughs> there's like treaties and things in this yeah, there's a chance that there could be somewhere anywhere but like well, it's know, possible it's looked. way it's way out there on the edge of their space we haven't really looked that far don't worry about it where they're worrying about it because their outposts are disappeared. <laughs> there was only something to worry about, but we're being sent over there, so it's absolutely fine. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. They have a lot to worry about. I think they're making a case for it. They build them up. I, I like. I think they build them up. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Nothing to worry about. And then I kind of got really, really sidetracked with some Star Trek lore crafting that i really wanted to talk about oh really yeah what's that okay so i was like oh my god the the enterprise it's the enterprise right yeah it's the enterprise the enterprise is like brilliantly positioned to be an amazing diplomatic craft Mm -hmm. because they have all of these people and these civilians aboard so when you bring it you bring it, you're bringing vulnerability. When the Enterprise shows up, it itself is a symbol of vulnerability, of we trust you enough to bring our children, to bring a section of weaker people around you. We trust that those people are not in danger. And it's an interesting statement of vulnerability as a shield. I really like where you're going with that. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like I'm on fire. Let's I mean, do this. It, it really popping. Really highlights to me that um, while they are militaristic in organization, their intent is not militar- militaristic. Yeah. And then, but here's the thing: is that they're not really in any danger because the ship itself is very perfectly situated to protect itself it might not like not everyone's going to survive but the people who die are hopefully percentage wise the people who volunteered to be there while the rest of them will actually be safe Mm -hmm. so it's like this this kind of amazing vessel for diplomacy it's still a defensive vehicle yeah and uh, it it still provides protection for its people by separating too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, with the, yeah. the, the, the saucer so, separator. Yeah. yeah. No, it's just, it's just, it's cool. It look, it was a very cool moment. This episode is a nice, a nice moment that reflects on that. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. And then, uh, so so they beam, so they beam the 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 pods aboard, and uh, Doctor Doctor Beverly Crusher notices that they're in bad shape and uh cures them because like here's the thing uh i had i had a first aid teacher once tell me this and it's made me so happy and it was perfectly illustrated how i feel about first aid if you find someone 
and you check that they have, don't, if they, if you checked if they have a pulse and you don't feel a pulse and you checked if they are breathing and you cannot tell that they are breathing, that person is dead. If you don't have a heartbeat and you don't have your lungs going, you're dead. You can't do anything to make them deader. The only thing you can do is help. Yeah. And like, that's my theory of first aid. Don't kill anyone, but can't hurt. That's Beverly Crushers, too. Yeah, pretty much seems that way. Yeah. She didn't think about the logistics of the situation. She thought about the, the heart of the situation. Yeah, it's just like, I can't. I can't kill him. What else am I going to do? And then it's just like, we'll figure it out later. Cause like, cause that's the thing is like life. If you can fix, if you can, if you can get someone to alive, then that's important. And we'll figure out the rest of it later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's such a thing as like time refugees in the Federation. Time refugees. Yeah. That sounds like something that's feature Star Trek. <laughs> Cause there is, they deal with time, but then there are the time wars and the lore, but there's nothing. No, we don't know anything more than the time wars. Hmm, but so. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure that there is a robust refugee program in the Federation. Oh yeah. Yeah, and so I would imagine so. Yeah. I assume that it wouldn't be difficult to get three human beings to a refugee status and helped out in the Federation. And then, and then we get to get to some date. So they're like. Uh, you know, this is the 20th century, we're in the 24th century, and I'm like, wait, so it's 4,000 years ago? And then I did some math. Um, because when they use a date, they use, uh, this year would be, uh, 20, 2364, and right now we're in 2022, so that's like a 300 and something odd years. Rough math. They said around 370. Yeah. And like then, Europe? and then I oh, minus right. it from yeah. the the nebulous year of nineteen ninety three, okay. and you know, and I thought about that. I'm like, oh, four hundred years ish, nebulously, you know, like that's it's a crazy time, isn't it? It's crazy it's, time. It's a while. It's crazy time. We're just sailing the sea, in perspective, like it's crazy time. <laughs> four hundred years ago is sixteen hundreds. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy nuts. 400 years ago, could you imagine a car? Not really, no. I think about this. My grandpa was bu- was, was built. <laughs> My grandpa was born in uh, uh, 1918. And women had the right to vote in 1922. So, oh, shit. Maybe it was 1920. It was like two two or four years. I can't remember. We're getting there. Yeah. Um, or we passed the 100-year mark. That's exciting. Um, but anyway, he was born two years or four years before women had the right to vote. And I always thought that that was amazing that my grandpa lived in a life like, you know, before that. And he saw that change. I mean, he was two or four, but that was still during his lifetime. And he went from, you know, nobody having cars to everyone having cars and people having three cars and people having four cars and the internet and no telephones to the internet to having a phone himself to using email to texting and it's fucking insane i know the concept is rather awesome so yeah 400 years is big mm-hmm. especially going into the future where technology is advancing so much faster if we don't destroy the whole world <clears throat> anyway yeah shit happens Oh, I just have a note. I love malarkey. So, so the three people that are waking up are a uh, stereotypical trophy wife, um, a, a slick salesman, car salesman, double talking southern boy, Texas man. The one that was the financier. Yeah. I would say he was like a crude businessman. Uh, okay. Because he was talking about stocks before Ali. Oh, no, no, no. That's, that's, that's. Oh, you're talking about the third dude. one. Yeah, I'm talking about the third oh, one. Oh, okay. You skipped one for me. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. I, old dude was boring and I just passed. I just missed him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was, um, just some country music star. I, I oh, he was a country music star? Yeah. They didn't have very much. He just, like, had something to do with music. Oh, 
okay. And he must have I, had a lot of money because he was able to afford knew, this Yeah, speaker. I just knew rich, rich Southern dude. I thought he was like from to- Texas oil, like, you know, like trust fund Southern. No, this had something to do with music. Oh, okay. The music industry. That's all they, they didn't get specific. Uh, and he said something and then um, Data started rambling off a bunch of other like uh, colloquial words. Oh, hooey. 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 It's a bunch of hooey. I thought that I thought that was a bunch of hooey myself. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah, that was really good. And then Did you see Wrecker smile. Mm-hmm. He smiled. Mm-hmm. And he just let it go. It was it's so awesome. good. It was so good. So Data started rambling off like uh, other colloquial terms, sentiment, synonyms, synonyms for yep. hooey, and one of them was malarkey, and I love the word malarkey. It is a wonderful word that is not used very often. It's beautiful. This show is like really. This is like okay. I I think this is actually a very 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 good end of season for this because like there's this really interesting like follow through of this concept of isolationist versus colonialism for like uh, or imperialism, isolationist versus imperialism for like a a foreign policy. Um, philosophy. Does that make any sense? It does, although I think you're attributing the Federation as imperialist. In this uh, I'm, I might have to tweak that a bit. Hold on. Let me. Let me. Let me back up. Let me back up. All right. So but I understand that a dichotomy you're getting at. Yeah, yeah. An active expansion versus a insular protection, right? Hold on. I'm trying to remember why I wrote that down. Okay, I think it was probably when they were talking about how the Romulan, the history of the Romulans and the... Romulan, yes! Thank you. Yeah, the, the history between the Romulans and the Federation. Thank you. Okay, so anyway, because they're going, they're going to... So all this stuff is happening. That's the B plot. That's the B plot. The important part, the important part is they're going to the neutral zone for an unknown reason to meet unknown danger. Mm-hmm. To maybe get some good, good, good vibes going with the Romulans. Mm-hmm. They're like, yo, we're trying to get good guys, go, good vibes going with the Romulans, and we have to do that by by bring by going there and chatting with them and hoping they don't kill us on sight. Essentially, yeah. It's part of unity. That is the the essence of I think the the intent yeah yeah and uh so that's the thing is is like i feel like the romulans versus uh it's romulans versus who the federation no no no, not the federation romulans versus um vulcans right oh they have a an ancestor in common yes weren't they like mortal enemies Weren't the Romulan Vulcan Wars a thing? I, I think so. Oh my god, I thought you were the Trekkie. The, there is a sordid past and they split. Okay. There, there was conflict. I don't know, was there war? I just know there was a conflict there, and their culture separated. Okay, there's a conflict so big that cult, that like, there was a, the, there was a civil war that split it. Uh, uh, something, yeah. Oh my god, that's what I said. Yeah, but you said specific war name, and like I, I didn't want to commit to saying that, agreeing with that name, because I didn't know the lore well enough to agree with that name. Okay. That's all. Okay. <sighs> Where were we? Oh, yeah. Vulcans versus Romulans. Yeah. So, okay. So, here's the thing. is like, I thought that the Vulcans versus Romulans was a really good allegory for isolationist versus colonialist and imperialist um, uh, views on... Uh, foreign policy. Okay, do you want to go into that? I thought that was self-explanatory. <laughs> what, what, what do I need to explain? The concept to people that might not know what the concept that you're talking about is. You can Google. Oh, okay. Are you placing any moral judgment upon what? No. No, I mean, like, I don't think... I think both isolationism and, and colonialism are both uh, two extremes, and I think that there needs to be um, some some give and take on both viewpoints. And there needs it's not a dichotomy. Okay. And I think both both are bad. Isolationism and colonialism and colonialism slash imperialism are both bad. I'm trying to figure out where you get the colonialism. 
because I'm trying to figure out what that term is. Because uh, imperialism and colonialism are the same concept. There's a lot of overlap, yes. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at is the the, the uh, interloping part in that Venn diagram between imperialism and colonialism versus the concept of isolationism. Like, they, they feel like they're dichotomous to each other. Like, they're okay. the other I think, end of the spectrum. Okay, I think I was reducing it to just expansionism in general. Well, I think those are like, two different kinds of expansionism. Yes, but the expansionism versus the isolationism. Yeah. And that's what you're getting at between the Romulans and the Vulcans. Yes. Okay. It's just not necessarily putting the connotations of um, colonial and imperialism that I, I'm not well, sure Well, colonialism about. and imperialism are I mean, the same, are similar. Yes. Isolationism can... Okay, so imperialism, it's very hard to be an imperialistic under isolationism. You can... Uh, Japan, yeah, is a perfect example, but it's 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 not a right. It's a it's a different example than the most that we have. So that's why I'm like I'm I'm trying to like I'm like all right. So we're talking about two concepts, but colonialists specifically instead of like a religious colonialist, I'm talking about an imperialist colonialist. How far back do you imagine the split happened? What? Between Romulans? I don't... I kind of imagined it would be, like, you know, during World War One. No, we're, they're talking about it's been hundreds of thousands, thousands of years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's the disconnect for me, because you're using, like, terms... They're so far back, it was just it's ancient history. Oh, okay. So it'd be, like, when Romans and Greeks were different? Wait, we're not Italians? So you're looking for a historical parallel. Yes, thank you. Okay. I would really like it. I'm using this as a historical parallel. Da! Ha-ha! See if I can think of a good one. We Um, communicated. We we did. We figured that one out. We communicated. Dun, dun, dun. Kind of like the split between the Eastern and the West, or Western Roman Empire. Isn't that what I just said? No. Okay, cool. Because I'm talking about like. No, you're the history person. I'm cool with that. No, I'm explain what I'm explain why I said that so you don't so you can oh. understand the parallel. I I do. I feel like I do. As long okay, as... you know, one survived itself yeah. for like fourteen hundred for like a thousand years longer uh-huh. than people think of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was one unifying thing, and then that completely devolved into a completely different culture than mm-hmm. the other thing. Yeah. That's the Romulans and. Oh, yeah. okay. Interesting. I feel like that is told through Victorian concepts. I think that we just have different ideas of what the time period was, or the time distance, the time gap, mm, yep. and so we're looking at different concepts. Yep. I. But we're able to communicate better now because we know what we're talking about to we each do. other. That's pretty neat. Yeah. So we we achieved um, communication. Communication. All right. Oh, and then uh, so anyway, they're like chilling out and but also, like, huh? It's fucking awesome. I'm glad you're into it. What this episode is good. Yeah, the no the fucking lore in like imagining it and Yeah, know. it's fun. It's fun ass world building. Yeah, and I really I don't know. You don't I get love it. world building. It's not the first time we've got into it, but I like that you get into it a little bit more every time. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. That's cool. Well I get more I have more information. Yeah. Love as we it. go along. It's fun. Then they so like they're in so they're all alive and they're talking about it and they're like, So what? And then the dude's like, dude, I need to call my banker and they're like, Yo, I don't fucking know. You might actually still have portfolio somewhere. It might have been transferred. I don't know. There might be like a system for like re- like time travel accidents. Uh no, money doesn't exist. Yeah, but like though there there like might be like I know, but like but like there might be a what if document if this money still existed. Yeah. I, I guess that histor- there will probably be a historical bank record. Yeah, there might be a. He might find the historical bank record. But it wouldn't be contacting the bank because it doesn't exist. Yeah, no. Well, like, like, but like, there might be, be like, like a, a detective agency that would like help with. Oh, help! Yeah, they would be help finding the information. It's just pointless. Yeah. He just but doesn't like, understand but yeah, no, that. Yeah, and that's why they're like, they're like, all right, just chill, just chill, yeah. some food, hang out. And the the country music star is like got a martini and he was real happy and he thought it was amazing and then he likes data and wants to talk to him and um, 
uh, he was talking about TV and the Broncos. And they're like, oh, TV, it fell out of fashion in 2040. And I'm like, it's coming up. I know. Isn't that awesome? It's coming up. It's so far enough away that you think it's possible. It's coming up. Well, I'm going to live through 2040. Yeah, we are. Oh, yeah, no. It's not that far away, but it's far enough away to make you believe it could happen. And TV is going to be gone. As we know it. TV is going to... We're gonna, I mean, we're as gonna, t- I mean, it's still recognizable as it was, but it's so much cable, different. When, like, when it's like, gone. Cable's, yeah. Well, cable Cable will exists. be gone in the 40s. But cable still exists. It does you now, cable's going to be gone? Something will be there. Okay. Because capital because of weird regulation anyways something will be there but no it's it's going downhill okay it's not going up there's no well, yeah because like public access cable is gone yeah we're still talking like 18 years from now yeah so it's another generation yeah yeah i i could imagine that i could imagine that being true yeah that's why that's I think, a cool prediction that's why like we're gonna live through that yeah. but it's still so far away we well, can imagine like, weird do you shit. remember <laughs> Do you remember passing the year, like, uh, the Back to the Future, where you went to the future? Oh, yeah, like, 2015 or something 2015. Like that. Oh, my God. That felt ridiculous. It did. I mean, like, oh. Uh, pop culture moment. Yeah, so, when when the year 20, 2015, when the date happened that uh, the main character in Back to the Future went to the future in the second movie, it felt spine tingly. <laughs> Because we were in the future. Yeah. Because that movie came out, like, you know, so many years in the future that they thought that was the future. But this moment, TV will be gone in 2040, and we will live through that moment again. Yeah. It'll be something, right? The future. And we'll have recorded our talking about this future moment. The distant future. The year 2000. The distant future. The year 2000. That's a song that I don't know. Oh. The Flight of the Concords. Okay. I've heard of that. Yep. <laughs> Probably from me. Most likely. Oh, <laughs> uh, see in my notes. Oh, okay. A couple things. Like when the woman woke up mm-hmm. and she saw Worf. Yeah. And then she, like, we've heard about her experience. First thing I was like, what a mind fuck. She, she didn't, she wasn't dying. She wasn't. There was no terminal illness. She had a freak, like, natural accident, a brain embryolism, and then she woke up in the future. Yeah. That, that, wow. Yeah. That seems uncomfy. That seems like it would... No, thank you. Uncomfy. Yeah. She's handling it pretty well. Yeah. Also, introduction of the Romulans is cool. Bringing them back. Mm. And I'm glad you kind of got into the Romulans because it's, it's like, the Romulans are the backbone to this awesome, like, cool other story going on there's and a it's cool like, other story just... going on how do i find it is it in the comic books do i have to read it in the ser- back of cereal boxes i don't know which one's the a or b plot romulan's a plot frozen people b plot yeah but the b plot seems to be the center stage because it's more entertaining yeah but it's like so dramatic that there's this big attention going on because that's why picard was upset he wasn't so upset at data. It's just, it's just not a really oh, good time. It's like, this is a bad time. Could you like, have an emergency some other time? No, unfortunately, emergency, technically, that means I it is, I could not time it. And it's like, oh, I know. But it's very inconvenient. Yeah, and, that's, and I think they verbalized that, which was really nice. Because sometimes they might make it seem it like he's upset with data. And he's like, I'm not upset. And he made it clear what his emotion is. So data wasn't, like, misreading the situation. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that was that was nice. And basically, I said Diddy basically did the right thing. It's just not the good time for that. Oh, so I just there's a lot of really good data in Picard moments, and I like talk about them because there's some really bad ones that you talk about. Yeah. So I, I sat here and listened. It was nice. I know, and now you're letting me talk on, and I don't know what to say. You just give me the dead eyes. <laughs> I'm. The, the you don't give dead eyes. I don't know what I'm talking about there. I can't, my notes. Do it. I can't do it. I was going to stare dead-eyed at your face. And <laughs> Told you like, you don't have it. Oh, no. Oh, no. I couldn't do it. Oh, no. I would giggle. Oh, no. Uh, what were we doing? Oh, medical lore. Medical lore. kind of glossed beep, over beep, that beep, they got brought back to life. That was said. Beep, beep, but, like, beep, these terminal illnesses are, like, 
uh, like what was it kidney failure yeah, or something like that we'll one get you a new kidney no problem we'll just repair that kidney yeah, no and problem. the other one was basically he drank himself and had liver cirrhosis and yeah. chemical damage yeah so like probably like lung smoking yeah who else god knows what else yeah and, they and it. it's just like, bam yeah. done yeah this idea of immortality is pretty amazing yeah it is but it's we not about immortality they made a point saying that it's a natural point of dying and they just didn't have they just didn't accept it and they kind of talked like they have evolved to a point where they're more in tune with their life cycle i don't know if you caught that what you know how like people fear death yes where they're saying that we're kind of like past that we don't really fear death anymore it's a natural process mm. so like we yeah it's to- a lot easier to not fear death if you don't think it's just gonna happen to you one day when your brain explodes if you're like no we fix brain explodey disease it's a lot easier to come to terms with it i wasn't saying if it's easier or harder i'm just saying how it's oh. evolved over 400 years oh, okay well i would like to point out the difficult journey oh taken. humanity went really south before it went north so to speak they've already mentioned that there's a world war three in star trek lord before they thank you i would unsubscribe shit should we watch the rest of this episode yeah let's do that i hope i don't doze off like i normally do hopefully not hopefully this has fine ending uh this is the season finale for (gasps) star season finale stay tuned can i keep my enthusiasm for the next 20 something minutes Find out after the warp. Alright, so we continue. Romulans being sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. And they are sneakily rabbits. And we need to be careful. They are rascally rabbits. They can disappear like rabbits. Mm-hmm. They're rascally rabbits. So, anyway, they're having like this super intense discussion about like what what they're gonna do and the romulans if the romulans do this and they're just kind of like throwing speedy up the wall and like talking about like making sure everyone's on the same page of what we're gonna act in and and kind of going through the motions because those things help calm down and like get a straight more moving crew in the middle of an emergency if you're all on the same page i agree with that yeah so they're doing they're doing their prep they're doing their 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 dangerous situation prep and one of the few, the past guys was like, hey, I want to speak to the manager. Mr. Offenhouse, I believe. I want to speak to the manager. Yep, so he called up Captain Picard in the middle and of the conference. Picard stormed into the room. It's just like, what right do you have to do this? He's like, I paid a lot of money. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, Then Picard eventually kind of says like, dude, like, it doesn't fucking matter. None of your shit matters. Y'all suck. Yeah. Go away. I'm busy. And then the Mm -hmm. woman started crying. And was like, "Eh, let's call Counselor Troy. And then one of the dudes is like, and the doctor. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, why did they ever leave? Why wasn't Counselor Troy and the doctor post there the whole time? Because they're in the middle of another crisis where their attention is diverted. Oh. Yeah. That too. I thought it was interesting that uh captain picard pointed out that we have self-restraint mm-hmm. um because our previous conversations about uh secured areas yeah and- yeah yeah. no we, we've had a we've had like this con because like it's just incredulous to me that this like i i am that 20th century person and i feel like you pointed to it that you felt like that 20th century person when you got here yeah yeah this is the moment where we were talking about earlier where it's like oh i am that 20th century person who doesn't who doesn't understand how their sense of personal space works because my sense of like this is all on purpose and here's the here's the um the proof of that two occurrences in one episode about that kind of thing i know it's almost like it's a top 10 it's a good episode Uh, and then I wanted to ask you a question. So anyway, so at the end, you know, Picard comes in, like talks to him. I was like, dude, like just fuck off. I'm busy. And uh, and then brings Counselor Choi and um, Doctor Crusher down. And uh, and then like you know something happens. They go on red alert or whatever, and everyone kind of leaves him alone. Like stay here. And he's like, oh, there's obviously something going on. 
There's like obviously in the middle of something. Mm-hmm. There's something going on. I mean, and then then the 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 music, the the country western dude is like, y'all, they made me a guitar. I'm just gonna sit here and have fun. And then the lady's just like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then uh, the dude is like, if we're gonna die, I'm gonna find out why. You know, I'm gonna be involved in this. And then the other two are just like, dude, just let it be. We can't we can't do anything. That would be my response nowadays. Yeah, and so are you are you a sit and play guitar? Or are you a find out what's going on kind of person? Right now, this moment in my life, much more the sit there with the guitar kind of person. I know. Um I've been both, but right now I'm definitely that. I feel like 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 two years ago pre-pandemic i was i was a nah nah i'm gonna help out i think now i'm just like whatever yeah it's kind of depressing well the pandemic broke me that's okay yeah didn't help me either so then i <laughs> wharf is such a fucking paladin so he's like romulans they killed my father oh yeah backstory alert <sighs> The Ramulets. So here's the thing. It's like it kind of reminds me of like there's there's this really interesting trope in Dungeons and Dragons uh, because of generational players, because of players who uh, kind of learn the story and the lore of Dungeons and Dragons and like three version three O and are using a lot of that knowledge in playing characters in um, Dungeons and Dragons version five because in Dungeons and Dragons version three like. That still had a lot of remnants of that really shitty kind of like under earth bad, like drow are all evil. Yeah. The dark 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 dwarf guys are all evil, bad evil evil boys. Right. Right. And so sometimes like like elf versus drow, like so sometimes you'll play like five version five doesn't have that. They did, but they're got they've gotten rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, like occasionally you will get a player who's adamantly is an elf and hates the drow because the old book said I did because that's how character development works. If I just hate something passionately, that gives me character depth. This is an incorrect thought, but oh my God, they were teenagers. Yeah. 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 So it reminds me a little bit of that one more like, oh, Romulans suck. One killed my dad. It gets more developed. Oh, okay. But I, I definitely see it, where you're coming from there. It, yeah. It's it's a thing. You're so bad they killed their own dads. <laughs> <laughs> they present it like that, but they also do a good job of showing us all the truth. Like the overall stereo bad stereotypes. Oh, okay. But you'll find that years to come from now. So. You're a miserable <laughs> fucker. Uh, I'll stop quoting Brad Neely. Um, and then I have... Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, like... So this episode is kind of, like... It's real cool because, like, with the with the, with the the B-plot of, like, the 20th century story, like, you know, you have this whole, like, how the audience relates to Star Trek and relates and, and like, kind of telling the audience, like, you want to be on our side, right? You want to be in on the story and in on the lore and on the joke. Can't you believe that you had a weird time accepting how we did the doors and the systems this is we were all knew this we were all in on inside the joke you can be cool with us and it's like yeah yeah i can be cool with my this cool show it's real fun i really feel an affinity for it it's nice and then and then they're like uh and not only that but we have next season a big baddie the romulans are back you knew them good old times the romulans Bringing back for season two. And that's it. End of season <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. So what did you think? Those are your it first was good. Season. It's over? The first good. season of Star Trek. Oh, man. You've seen it? I have. It's over. Any thoughts? <sighs> Any just first impressions? I want to watch more. It's a good impression. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I watch a season one, I'm like, I don't feel like I need to watch that ever again. Or I'll get halfway through season two and I'll be like, 
I'm all right. I've been there. But I want to watch more. And not just because of this podcast, but because I want to watch more. That's excellent. Yeah. Can't wait to watch more with you. It's going to be fun. So, guys, folks, readers, all my friends out there in the cold, cold world of the internet. In those, in those information tubes, because the internet is a series of tubes. That's how that works. Yep. I'm quoting a senator. Yeah. Bring politics into this. That is a senator's quote. That is a quote of a senator. Anyway. Where are we going from that one? <laughs> so, anyway, this is the end of season one, but it's not the end of High Trek. No, we... it is not have many things in store so we're gonna do a uh, our next high tea time is gonna be kind of like a wrap-up of the episode and then of the season and we're gonna go over the um the the, the adventuring party and how the whole match went we're gonna kind of do a um no our next tea time is still gonna be for, for... oh the wrap-up and then we're gonna do a different episode then we're gonna do a tea time then we're gonna do another episode yeah Actually, I scratched that. <laughs> I don't but know. just no, because it is the end of the Star Trek season, we still have an episode of High Trek to go. Oh yeah! Season, oh yeah! First, no, for, we're gonna. So we're gonna we're gonna mark. So so there's 25 episodes in season one. Beagle and I are both gonna bring to the table five five of our favorite and five of our least favorite. So we will be talking about 20 episodes. So I'm guessing a lot of them are gonna be talked about on multiple times. That's yeah. okay. Uh, we'll see where our lists cross over and where they don't, and we'll, we'll talk about it. Well, whatever our lists, it's gonna be great. That will be the season closer. Yeah, and that's gonna be that's gonna be our season closer. We're also gonna watch the first movie, movie Star Trek movie, Star Trek the motion picture. Star Trek the motion picture. It's gonna be good. I'm really excited. About oh it. my god, it's gonna yeah. be a trip. Yeah. I've never uh, seen it. Neither and, uh, of us hey, if it. you wanna, if you wanna get on, get on the horn, get on the internet, get on, hit me up on your mobile. You could message us. Uh, we have an email. It is uh, something something something. High Trek Podcast at Gmail Yeah, or we we're on Insta. We got a Facebook and a website where you can find all this information oh, as yeah. well. Um, HighTrackPodcast.com. I think I don't know if I'm quite ready to go back to the merch discussion yet, but you know we're getting there. Yeah. Um. By the time this gets edited, who knows who will be on the the merch front? Yeah. I'm exciting. That we have a lot of things planned for season two. We don't want to promise too much until we work out the kinks. So we can't give you a list of everything, but we're going to try video potentially. <gasps> Yay! I'm excited. And then we'll have a YouTube presence. Well, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a YouTube presence. I'm very excited about that. Anyway, you guys have been amazing. This has been a, a long six months of a lot of a lot of things have happened in the last six months in the world, in real life, in mundane life, and it has been crazy going nuts. And thank you for being on this journey with us. Yeah, this has been fun. Let's keep watching Star Trek. Let's watch season two. Yeah. Uh, come back next week for the uh, high tea time for the episode that we just watched. Yeah. And then the week after that for... Our final episode of the season. Final Judgment Season 1. Very serious. Yeah. Hey, thank you for trekking with us. Have a wonderful day. <laughs>